The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good night. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. To the ghosts out in the hall, the paint peeling off the walls. Good night. Sometimes I stand between the sidewalk and the sky and just stare into the clouds as they pass by. You have to leave the ground to learn to fly. Good morning. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, with my co-host, Lauren Deller-Blake, and you're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com, World Talk Radio. I love How that are music, you this Lauren. I'm right here, Catherine. I know. Do you I hear love, me? I love that music. Isn't that great? It's a great song. Yeah, it starts off good night, but we're going to say good morning. What'd you say? It starts off good night. That's the title of the no, show. No, but we're going to say good morning. Exactly. We're going to say good morning, yeah. But since it's internet... Radio, there are people listening all over the time. world. Someplace That's right. Good night, right? Absolutely. So how are you since your move? We are in the, still in the process. Well, you're there. I'm here. No, we're pretty moved. We're pretty good. I have a couple more things, you know, some projects that need to be done, but that's to be expected. You sound a lot calmer this week. Uh, for anybody who's just tuning in for the first time, <laughs> Lauren is on West Coast, having moved from Texas to California with husband, child, and all the stuff that goes along with it. Exactly. And you're adjusting. I am, well, yeah. but I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Great. Yes. Oh, my. Anyway, we've got a surprise. It's not a surprise. We've got a guest today that most people know who he is. John I'm excited. Gray. And he is the author of, and this was number one bestseller, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Some people say that's the most one of the most influential books of the last decade. Really? I think uh-huh. it's a great book. Or the last 25 years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I think it's older than a decade, isn't it? Yes, it is. In the yeah. past 17 years, over 50 million Mars-Venus books have been sold in over 45 languages throughout the world. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So he is a communications and relationship Expert, but this the new book is called Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance: The Key to Life, Love, and Energy. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah, some of it will. Have you read? Well, some of it will surprise you. Some of it won't. Uh Here's another, Lauren. Here's another book. I always have. I, I told you, I have. I'm out in Cape Cod. And I have read a probably in the past couple of weeks, I've probably read eight to ten books since I've been here. Wow, you're amazing. I am amazing. You are amazing. That's a lot of books. Here's a book for you, Danny Shapiro. The title of the book is Devotion. It's a memoir, and it's definitely a ladies' book. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Because Danny Shapiro 
actually, Danny Shapiro, as she has one child as well, had her child when she was uh, your age. She's yeah, like, yeah. She has uh, she has a son. She's married. Uh, had her baby when she was thirty-seven years old. So she was younger than I was. Uh, yeah, but not too much. I mean, yep. not that much younger. And she grew up. Uh, you know, she's going through this whole mid-forties. Uh, she calls it a crisis, but, you know, like, what, what's this life all about kind of thing? Uh-huh. And she really, she gets into a lot of meditation, um, a lot of soul-searching, and it's and her relationship with her, goes over her relationship with her mother, her father. Her father was an Orthodox Jew, really huh. Orthodox, and her mother was an atheist, and they never got along. Uh, but anyway, so it's her whole family, her past family, her present family. Um, it, it, it's a really soul-searching kind of book. And I, I, one of the things that she says in the book, Lauren, and maybe you've kind of explored this, but the only thing that's constant is change. It's, I love that. I, I totally agree with that. And so it's really, if that's the constant, it's how do we adapt to change? Isn't it each one of our journeys to be it has to do with adapting to change and how well we're able to do that. Absolutely. Or how satisfying. Yeah, the silver lining around it. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, I have a friend who says she change is the most difficult thing for her. Well, then every day is going to be hard in and most e- cases. Yeah, and every day is hard. Yeah. And she's always holding on to the past, always trying to... Get back to that, whatever uh-huh. it was. Yeah. And it will never be back. It's gone. From moment to moment. Yeah. And this book she describes as being able to stay in the moment, enjoy that moment, so when you get to the next moment, you can enjoy that one too. Exactly. It's the only way to do it, I think. Yeah. But isn't that part of what you teach? I mean, in your coaching? Absolutely, especially with business. I think it's ever-changing because of the economy. The family is ever-changing, you know, changing whether your kids are... It's totally different when you have a new child versus when you have a child in school. You know, that's ever-changing also. So, so when you have ever changing, like, you talk about business, and it's all about constant change. When you have women in the Big Fish program, uh-huh. um, is that one of the things that they struggle with in their businesses? That it's it's difficult because it, it's constantly changing. Or well, I think similar to your friend, you know, if they had a good year, they want it to be back like that. But there's no way to get it back exactly like that without adapting to the new things that you have going on. So that's the struggle. It's oftentimes a struggle. Or they have a vision for where they want to go and they want to do it with old behaviors. Not possible. Uh, there's, oh, I think that's, well, who, I think it was Albert Einstein who said, wasn't it? That he, he's the one who said that uh, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you'll get the same results. Exactly, yeah. He was the one who initiated that. And then I think a lot of self-help kinds of gurus have kind of incorporated that into their theories. But that is, that's really it keep doing the same thing, and then you get the same results, and then you keep complaining. Exactly. And it's true in relationships as well. Absolutely. It's, it's exactly true. And we get stuck in patterns, and I think it's important to be conscious enough to break patterns, and that's easier said than done. So how, did you, how do you do that without every day waking up thinking, am I doing the right thing? Am I establishing the right pattern? Am I well, living I think, in the moment? First of all, the right and wrong thing. in this book, so, you know, trying to oh, you got to calm down as well. <laughs> Breathe. And breathe and allow yourself to relax, but 
that, you know, she's always thinking of, and, she, and I have some of this, and maybe it's the Jewish thing, where, it's, you know, what's good, everything is great now. Uh, things are, you know, I, you know, I feel good. My kids are doing okay. So there's a disaster waiting to happen around the corner, and what's going to happen next? No, not true. Not true. You're so funny. I always think the, the thing that I had to, the thing that I learned, and it was probably 10 years ago, I remember sort of where I was when I learned it, that we get so hung up on what is right and what is wrong, and that thing, that gets in the way. That will always get in the way because we get attached to the right and the wrong. All right, so explain that, because I don't think I'm attached to the right and the wrong. Well, like, this is the only way to do it kind of thing? Is that what you mean, and that's the right way? Or this is the right outcome. So if it doesn't happen this way, that it's not good enough. Give me an example. Oh, there's so many. It's every day. Um, you know, you said when you, get out, when you wake up in the morning, what's the right thing to do today? You know, it's for business, if, for example. Well, we, if we want things to be different, we know it's not the same things we did the past two years, five years, ten years. So that leaves people very uncomfortable because what's, what they think is right with what they've been doing or else they wouldn't have been doing it. But it's not generating the same results financially oftentimes. So then people get frustrated and they don't know what to do. And those are, those are so typically my clients. So how do you help them to get unstuck? And it's not just you because this is a group situation, other women in businesses, so they, you help each other. Yeah. But, so what's the first step to getting unstuck? Well, I always think there's two sides to the, to the coin. One is first you have to be in a brand-new perspective. And how do you get there? It's by shaking it up, by having conversations, by doing different things. Um, but, so that new perspective needs to show up like, oh, there's maybe a new way of doing this. So that somehow we have to get to that place, that whole mental aha or awareness. That's the first and foremost. And the second, we have to change behavior. And oftentimes people just do behavior. They don't change new perspectives. They don't talk it through to find the learning from a, from a new behavior. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's changing behaviors and changing perspective. And not, the order does not always matter. It's about being consistent with those two things on a regular basis, which means every day doing something different, trying something different making a phone call that you've never made before. I did a crazy thing yesterday. I emailed Maria Shriver and asked if she wanted to partner with me on a project. <laughs> You're a risk taker. I know. Well, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I have anything to lose. Who knows? We'll find out. I have nothing to lose, really. What's they going to do? Say no. They'll check me out, do some homework, and maybe you have a you know, a continued phone conversation with me. Who knows? Yeah. Well, um, so it so might know Maria Shriver or her people, whoever they are, get your email uh, or you're, you, it's an email. Is that what you said? You email Yeah, them? yep. Yeah. And sometimes uh, it might just sit there for a month, two months, even six months. Yeah. And then they respond know. to you. It's true. Because the timing, something happens at their end in their business or whatever it is, and it's like, you know what, we need to fill in with such, and then you've, you're there, and they're, you know what I mean, you've got the right stuff that they're looking for. Maybe not today, but six months from now they may. They may. It's true. And that's why I think every day if we do something we've never done before, and do it a little bit differently. Do it in a different spirit. Do it, um, you know, with a different approach. Something different every day. And it's from a business standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, I think it all, it, everything, everything's better when we try to, when we take those risks. Maria Shriver is head of some kind of, uh, a major uh, not-for-profit. Yes. has to do with women. What is it? Uh, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. However, what she's done recently is she's, um, the not-for-profit does two things. It supports women business owners, which is totally up my alley, and she gives proceeds back to Kiva, which I love that organization. That's the organization that helps micro-fund um, small businesses all over the world. 
That's one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites. So yeah. I love what she's up to, and I want to do a big donation back to her not-for-profit for her participating with us for one day. She's one of those women. She's at the top of the list for women who are, I mean, she's who I see. I mean, I could see her actually getting into politics once her oh, husband definitely. gets out of politics. I can see her getting into politics. Absolutely. You know, kind of like this Hillary Clinton New gener- but a new generation. Absolutely, totally I mean, agree. I just, I'm ready for it too. Yeah, and I, I think she she has to run for public office somewhere. I don't think she ever has, has she? I don't she's think had so. a lot. No, of not at all. No, but she's up there in Sacramento, so she certainly has had the connections, and she's a Kennedy, and I I think she's somebody to watch. I agree with you, and I, I think sometimes the East Coast. I, I, I'm not so sure that everybody has the same feel for her as they do on the West Coast, because I was at a meeting a couple months ago, and boy, they were really talking about her. Oh, were they? Yeah. Well, she's got a lot going on here. She does a lot um, from the, you know, conference perspective, from a women's perspective. She's always, she's busy. She's out there. Yeah. I'm ready. I love her. I think she's great. Anyway, uh, she's a Democrat married to a Republican. (laughs) Which I think is amazing in and of itself. Yeah. There's a hormonal imbalance there. Uh, Anyway. Or not. (laughs) Or not. We're going to take a short break. I'm Catherine Zox with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com and World Talk Radio. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Coming up next is John Gray, author of Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Money. We love it. We hate it. And everything in between. You can be the master of your life and your own economics. Join Professor Laurie Lamantia each week for the program, Making Peace with Money. Laurie will help you realize the power to create fulfillment in your life and shed new light on your money madness. You'll learn how to make peace with money and feel the joy and freedom renewed in your life. Making Peace with Money is broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. He'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. 
p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com, World Talk Radio. It's the Catherine Zock Show with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake, and our guest is John Gray, author of Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, the Key to Life, Love, and Energy, and John is the best-selling relationship author, as Lauren and I were talking about earlier, and the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, but this this book is kind of, this is, um, I guess that book is a segue into this one, because we have a lot more new information about relationships, men and women. And, John, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. Good morning, and it's a real pleasure to spend this time with you. It's great. Okay. And I do, and probably most of your audience knows this, but, you know, married for 25 years, you have three daughters. So uh, you have a lot of experience with women. Yes, (laughs) they're definitely from another planet, Venus. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, we knew that. And, you know, in your first book, you know, we, we've all read the book, and you talk about relationships, and we're, all, we're different. But now in this book, you actually explain how we're different, why we're different, and it's because of our hormones. Didn't we know that before? Well, we didn't know the physiological reasons. And I think what inspired this book was uh, recent research at UCLA, and now it's exploding around all the universities, showing how the hormone oxytocin, which is traditionally known as the cuddling hormone, the trust hormone, the love hormone, the connection hormone, uh, the communication hormone, this hormone that gets stimulated in those nurturing type activities has a dramatically different effect on women than men. On women, it lowers their stress levels. But for men, it kind of just makes them a little sleepy. (laughs) So naturally, women are going to be motivated towards certain types of activities that men instinctively are not motivated to do. However, men tend to be motivated uh, to, to fix things, to solve problems. If there's emergencies, they come to life. And this is because the hormone testosterone that's produced when you're solving problems and handling emergencies and urgencies, testosterone lowers stress levels in men, oxytocin uh, lowers stress levels in women, and really, it's a matter of men understanding why women need to talk, for example, and then suddenly, instead of it becoming something that makes men tired, it can energize men when they realize that they're actually doing something by listening, that they're doing something by uh, not solving her problem, but really, in essence, he's helping to lower her stress levels. So there's a lot of things that men start to do once they understand really what's going on inside of women, because if men don't understand what to do, they just sort of get a little sleepy and, and, and withdraw and become lack of interest and become, have a lack of interest. So does that work for the woman as well? I mean, does, doesn't she have to understand the, what the, all, the testosterone is all about and how that affects her partner's behavior? 
Well, I think it makes a huge difference. You know, as you mentioned, most women today um, have read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, or heard many of the concepts. And one of the biggest take-home, uh, take-away values is the, the chapter on men go to their cave, how men will tend to pull away at the end of the day. What I do is I expand on that in this book. We have the hormonal research, and it shows that the reason men tend to withdraw, it's not just you know, time to be alone or something. I mean, that's, that's what it is on a certain perspective, time to forget the problems of his day. It's actually a shift that men need to go through that women don't. And it's a shift on a physiological level to help men rebuild testosterone levels. A man needs to make at least twice as much testosterone, but the real number is 30 times as much testosterone as a woman, I say just had twice as much because that's a, that, that's sort of in the realm of our experience. So like, wow, that's a huge amount, twice as much. But actually it's 30 times as much testosterone men need to make in order to then cope with stress well in their lives. And it's proven that men rebuild testosterone when they're relaxing their muscles. So if a man is sitting on the couch, for example, and watching TV, He's literally doing something, and women don't realize this, but he's rebuilding his testosterone levels. But once his testosterone levels are, are rebuilt, he still is not motivated to do things unless you ask him to do things. And you have to learn how to ask him to do things. Otherwise, he sits there waiting for the emergency to activate his testosterone. So is there a way, John, you're supposed to ask without sounding like you're... I mean, you talk about couples and relationships and the man lying on the couch. It gets usually into... Uh, or oftentimes can get into conflict because it's telling him what to do and getting angry because he's not getting up and taking the initiative on his own. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the first. The, the, I think that's the, another takeaway for women is to not take it personally when men don't have the initiative on their own to do the things around the house, that she has an instinctive initiative. What you have to realize that is that nurturing the environment uh, creating a beautiful environment, cooking, cleaning, taking care of children, all of these nurturing activities are activities that a woman's brain is designed to release oxytocin by doing. So they're oxytocin-producing activities, so naturally she's motivated to do them. If they're emergency activities, uh, then a man's brain will release dopamine, and suddenly he has the motivation to do it. There's actually a, a brain chemical associated with motivation and men only release that brain chemical under higher stress situations and this is provable you can look under the brain uh, of a man and you see that the amygdala the fight or flight center the emergency center is twice as big in a man and it only gets activated under uh, higher levels of stress for women it becomes activated under low levels of stress so women are pumping out little squirts of dopamine all day long and men, sort of, if there's a big task, if there's a focus, uh, an urgency, a deadline, then men's brains produce this dopamine. Now, we come back to the practicality of this, although that's a very practical concept, because then women don't take it personally when he's not motivated. They don't think something's wrong with him. They don't think he doesn't love her or that the relationship's a disaster. She's just living with a guy from Mars. So what you do is you learn to work with this, if you, if you want more support around the house, you've got to create, in a sense, a little bit of an emergency. So the way that's done is you don't, you don't nag, and, and women don't want to nag, and nobody likes nagging, and, and women are frustrated because well, how else do I get them to do stuff? I say, hey, would you, 
We'll take a simple example. Would you empty the trash? And he'll always say, sure, but then he doesn't do it. <clears throat> and it really, it's not an emergency in his mind, so it doesn't really produce a lot of dopamine. If you said the house is on fire, he'd be jumping up and running out of the house right away. So what we want to do is stimulate that, that uh, brain chemical, and there's two ways to do it. One is to have an emergency, and another one is the anticipation of reward. Now, Harvard did this study, and they showed that for all behavior modification, the most powerful way to do it was the anticipation of reward. And that means uh, when a man does something, you reward him for it. Now, this is not instinctive for women because they think, well, he should just do it. I do way more than him, so why am I saying, hey, thanks so much? But, John, I have to ask you, as I'm listening to you, it sounds like so much work for the women. Why do we have to do this number? It's almost like we have this huge, can't we, this huge task because we've been hardwired sort of hormonally not to get along. Can I, why do you think that is? I mean, it's. Actually, we're hardwired to get along perfectly. It's just that we haven't been trained to do it. We've been trained by, you know, all of our conditioning is to behave without needing men. Uh, women have traditionally, go to all the little indigenous cultures around the world, you'll see that women don't depend on men except for certain things. And the culture trains men to be one way, and the culture trains women to be another way. So we, we're, we're going through a retraining process here. It, and, and actually, it's, it's very, very easy. For example, you know, my wife, if, once she learned this stuff, she says it's way easier now because now she's got a husband who supports so many things around the house and helps her with different things and does things for her. Uh, because she's learned how to motivate him, and this is just simple. How do you live life? You know, you go get a, you know, you get a new software, and you go, oh my gosh, this is so complicated. How am I going to work this? But once you learn it, it becomes very easy. And it's not about changing, by the way. My message is really for women. It's about doing less and asking for more and learning how to get it. Uh, you know, everything in life is about learning how to get what you want. I mean, this is called growing up. And when you're with a guy. Uh, he, you have to learn how, a new way. Unfortunately, your mother didn't know, so it's, it's not automatic knowledge. And when you talk about how hard it is, I mean, for guys, it's a whole other world as well. I mean, you have to look at the other side of this, which is, for a moment, uh, all these things that women are requesting of men, men never did in the past. Uh, we never saw our fathers, you know, jumping up and doing all this stuff, nor planning dates, nor being romantic, nor being affectionate, nor listening to our mothers talk about their day. These are all holding hands, bringing flowers, uh, offering to help, opening doors. All these things that women want, it's like, wait a second, why do I have to do all this stuff? Why can't I just come home and sit on the couch? I've been to my job. <laughs> and so, you, you know, I can, we can sit and complain about it all day, but what I do is see that there really are very easy, workable solutions. Can we so, do this before the problem starts, though? Do we have to wait till we get married? We get in a situation and we realize, hey, it's not working because we haven't been retrained. Like, or, like you, it can start at any time. You start during the dating process. Well, before this all, you know, before you actually do get it's involved even, in a even, long-term relationship. Yeah, it's much easier at the beginning of a relationship. I always tell women, don't jump right into marriage, but have a long engagement because during the engagement, you have much better. A negotiating power. <laughs> it's a training session, basically, how to, how to get what you want in your relationships without all the pressures of the daily grind. Uh, but, but coming back to one practical thing, you asked me, how do you get them off the couch to do stuff, and you don't want to nag? So what you say is, John, would you empty the trash? And John says, sure. And then you say, okay, I'll just put it on the list. 
and the list gets longer and longer. And at a certain point, as a woman, you know, he's not going to budge until there's several things on the list. And once the list gets to a certain point, uh, either he starts avoiding you or he gets up and does it because because <laughs> he feels like he's being a real jerk if he doesn't help out because he's already said he's going to do many things. But it's it, it, that's one of the techniques. Another technique is learning how to ask, which is asking in a tone of voice as if it's the first time, even though you know it's the third time. Uh, if you ask in the tone of voice as if it's the first time, he's thinking, oh, my gosh, she's being so nice, asking in a nice tone. I'm motivated to do it right away. That's kind of like a reward aspect. And the other aspect of the reward is really simple, which is it's not like you have to pay him or make a big deal out of it. You just acknowledge it with a smile. Mm, how nice. Be happy to see him. And actually, when, in my workshops, when I teach women all this, they all come away going, gee, this is much easier than what I've been doing before. And they're happier doing it. If you think about when is a woman happiest, it's when she's responding in a positive way to what somebody does. You can observe this in the first stages of a relationship. It's like a man does the littlest things, and she's talking to her girlfriends about it. Oh, he's so wonderful. <laughs> and then she stops. It's like this is the key for women is to learn. They have this ability, you can see it in their brain, to respond to little things. Eight times more than men, they, they respond to little things. So let yourself respond and, and give these positive responses, knowing as well that it's encouraging him to, to give more and more. All right, we're going to take a break, and I have, um, I want to have, I'm going to ask you the question now, and when we, after the break, uh, I want you to answer me. If you, you know, We're talking about Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice. This is John Gray's new book. What about same-sex couples? It would seem to me that they would, should be the ideal couple in terms of being able to get along. <laughs> You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com, World Talk Radio. We're talking to relationship expert and author John Gray. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and my co-host Lauren Beller-Blake. We'll be back in a minute. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Dr. Vijaya Nair. Together with my dear friend, Dr. Howard Piper, we are hosting our own show called Kiss Your Life Hello. We are two internationally recognized experts, researchers, authors, and health advocates in holistic medicine and counseling. We promise you a fantastic show with interesting guest experts to educate and entertain you with the latest information on mind, body, and spirit wellness. Join us on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you there. If your pets could talk, they'd tell you to tune in to Pet Shop Talk. Join internationally recognized animal massage therapist Lola Jean Michelin every week for a show that covers everything from nutrition, health care, and training for your pet or animal. Lola and her guest experts will bring you the latest trends in the pet care industry. And even if you're not a pet owner, you'll find out why pets do the crazy things they do. Tune in each Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. 
Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations, who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. And we're talking to Dr. John Gray, author of Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, the Key to Life, Love, and Energy. And I asked you, John, I said you were talking about your book, Relationships and How Hormones Affect the Way Our Hormones Affect the Way in Which We Interact with Each Other, Male, Female. And I said, um, well, and, and men have a different. You know, men are governed by their testosterone. Women by oxytocin. But uh, so, what about same? Se- ask you, what about same sex couples? Wouldn't they tend just to automatically get along better because they have the same hormonal um, stuff governing their behavior and how they interact with one another? In certain ways, they do get along much better. They don't have a lot of the same complaints that uh, uh, that I'm talking about, and. What often what their complaints are, and it's not even often seen as a complaint, is the lack of long-lasting relationships. Now, I don't want to do a stereotype and say that that gay relationships are not long-lasting. Uh, just like I wouldn't say heterosexual relationships are all marriage-oriented, uh, but there's a very common theme in gay relationships: is that you're so much like the other person that you lose the attraction to them. Uh, the, for for men, it means lots of partners, and for women, and there can be exceptions to this, uh, and for women, it means there's that female tendency to to want to stay, but the passion goes away. So there's a lot of, there's a lack of passion and sexual attraction in in, in the uh, long term in in female gay relationships and in male gay relationships. There's a lack of sexual interest after one or two encounters. They may form a friendship and a bond based upon their similarities, but often the passion is gone. But you look at women, and, and Lauren, you can jump in here, but I think that's probably what the number one complaint for my friends in heterose- you know, heterosexual relationships, the passion's gone. I love my family, I love my kids, but you know, there's no passion here. Would you say that? I mean, that's, that, that seems to me, in couples who are together or don't end up getting divorced, which the divorce rate is, what, 50, 60 percent uh, for heterosexual couples, uh, the lack of passion. Yeah, the distinction I'm making between gay couples and straight here is that gay couples will often stay together in spite of the lack of passion, and women today uh, are, actually, that's one of the main reasons they're leaving relationships or they're discontent. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pointing out, I'm agreeing with you that whenever the case is that you have a similarity with somebody, there's going to be less conflict with them, and you have more of a sense of friendship because you understand and like each other. And one of the, 
the built-in traps of a male-female relationship is that we don't really understand each other. But that can, if, if that doesn't become a source of conflict, that can become a source of lasting passion for a lifetime. Now, I've been married 25 years, and we have a lasting, passionate relationship. But when there's a frustration due to taking things unnecessarily personally or not understanding or feeling powerless to get what you want, like some unresolved issue, then the passion will start to go away. And it's resolving that and bring, coming back in a positive way, having the differences come together in a positive way, is a way to sustain passion. So, John, the differences, and people, depending on, I mean, differences can be, they're different for different couples, can, doesn't have to be negative. It can, the tension can really create that passion that you're exactly about. it has to if you're you know Seinfeld did it perfectly in one of the shows where he had this perfect girlfriend who could finish all his jokes and she was funny and agreeable and they thought just the same and they were you know he said his line was I you know I'm the reason I want to be in a relationship I'm bored with myself I want something new and different <laughs> that's a perfect example yeah so it, there's there's a built-in chemistry that people feel and, you know, that's where we have to honor the chemistry inside, the physical chemistry. It's just you don't do anything. That, that's just what is. You can get in the way of it working, but you, you certainly can't make it happen where it doesn't exist. Same thing with emotional chemistry. Some people you just like more than others. And mental chemistry, some people you just, you're, they're more interesting to you, and some are not, but other people are interested in them. So this is just, the, you know, a world of differences, and it's the differences that help stimulate uh, the attraction because they make us whole. They complement each other. When we're, when our differences are in harmony, they complement each other. And what I focus on in these books that I write is, are the the basic gender differences. How our bodies and brains are hardwired to be different, which creates a kind of universal attraction between men and women when those particular differences exist. Now, in the second, we, uh, you know, let, let's talk about the, I guess we'd call it the second part of your book, because you really focus in very specifically on how we can, male, uh, well, women, how we can um, be, maintain our health, our hormonal health, our stress levels, uh, you know, to reduce our stress levels. You have some very specific kinds of things or suggestions um, for us. Exactly. Well, we'll look at some hormonal things for women for a moment, which is when women, we talked about oxytocin lowering stress levels. Now let's talk for a moment about what happens when stress levels go up. That's the hormone cortisol. The average woman today has cortisol levels twice as high as a male in the workplace, whether she's straight or gay. Uh, and when she comes home, the cortisol levels double again. This is just the lifestyle that, that we're living in today, whether regardless of your relationship Women today, single or married, are going to be more stressed because the world has become a world of fast change and lots of decisions. And if you have female physiology, you're going to have a higher stress level as a result of that uh, because it produces that type of activity, urgency and emergency, uh, does not stimulate oxytocin. What stimulates oxytocin is rhythm, routine, and knowing what to expect. And when you don't have that rhythm routine and knowing what to expect, your stress levels go much higher. Uh, when cortisol goes up, cortisol is a hormone which is made out of progesterone. Progesterone is highly important to women. It allows women's brains to relax. It's a hormone that's directly associated with a relaxed brain and a focused brain. 
It just calms everything down. The opposite to that is what happens when estrogen is produced. Estrogen activates the brain. It stimulates the brain. It keeps the brain really busy. So what happens is there's an imbalance in a woman that occurs when her stress levels are chronically high, and this is happening all over the place. So we need to help that. One thing is what I'm suggesting is lifestyle shifts, but at the same time, to know that there's certain foods that actually raise your cortisol level. When you eat carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates, uh, your blood sugar spikes and then it drops. And every time it drops, it spikes your cortisol. So now your progesterone estrogen balance goes out of the way and goes out of balance. And this is happening when you eat a bag of potato chips. This is happening when you have a, you know, a piece of chocolate. This is happening all the time. When women are eating processed foods that have sugar added or corn syrup is even worse. And this then stresses out the adrenal gland until it becomes exhausted. And then it doesn't even produce enough progesterone to start with, even when you're not stressed. So these are big, big problems that women are facing today. And it's the primary reason why women are getting cancer. Cancer is a failure of the immune system. And when stress levels are chronically high, the immune system stops making enough white blood cells and cancer begins to grow. And this is a concern every woman has today. You know, they see their friends that you're in your 60s, you see your friends all dying of breast cancer, going through these horrendous treatments and so forth. It becomes scary. And so what is the reason? Well, we know the reason. And so it's not just about good relationships. It's good health that I'm writing this book for. And, and you take something like as simple as a herb from... Uh, a, a potato that grows in Peru called maca, M-A-C-A. If you've got hot flashes, which are definitely the symptom of adrenal fatigue, it means that when you're going through menopause, your adrenal gland can't pick up the slack and make enough hormones. It's actually designed to do it, but if it's exhausted, it can't. And so you take some maca, M-A-C-A, and two days later, your hot flashes are gone. You know this thing is helping your adrenal gland. That's just one of the superfoods I give out to women all the time, and I've seen them work. You know, there's acai berries to help stimulate the metabolism. So many people, as they're getting older, their energy levels are dropping. There's, you know, feeling overwhelmed and stressed and nobody loves me or sees me or supports me. Take raw cacao. That's the source of, cho- of, of chocolate. It has something called PEA, which is actually the neurotransmitter. Chocolate plant makes the neurotransmitter that our own brains make when we're feeling loved. And you take that and you start feeling a little bit more loved. Uh, you also and, and have in the book this, and we're not going to go through all of these. We have a couple minutes left, but there's actually a chapter you've devoted to 100 oxytocin-producing activities that women can engage in. That's a lot of activities. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, the direction there is women, you've got to give yourself permission to be more selfish than your previous mother's generation. Getting your hair done, getting your nails done, going shopping, buying dresses, all those things actually stimulate the, the rebuilding of oxytocin. It's this kind of the, the selfless behaviors, release oxytocin to lower your stress, but you have to rebuild your oxytocin levels. Just as men have to sit on the couch, women have to find ways to rebuild their oxytocin. Well, I think Lauren and I are good at that. Wouldn't you say, Lauren, you're a person who you take time out for yourself. I do, but you're better at it than I am. But I'm, I'm really good at it. Because my kids, well, I think some of it's also just environmental. I mean, my kids are grown, so I, ha- I, you know, I don't have to be taking care of small children. I have a partner, a boyfriend partner of 20 years. And, and I think, you know, John, you said something. I was thinking about this. Postmenopausal women, perhaps, with less estrogen, uh, 
calm down a bit and and you have and maybe I'm just over identifying with this but you know your relationship gets better you get closer he has less testosterone you have less estrogen mm-hmm. <laughs> no, well that there's a truth to what you're saying there's also just the wisdom of getting older but just know for men low testosterone does make them a little more irritable and grumpy but it does keep them at home <laughs> you're right okay on that note we are going to say goodbye it has been a real pleasure having you on the show and this is a great book by the way venus on fire mars on ice hormonal balance the key to life love and energy dr john gray and the website we can go to is marsvenus.com great thanks so much thank you real pleasure thank you We'll be back in a minute. Lauren Beller, Blake, Catherine Zock, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Don't go away. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Best Boomer Towns delivers the inside scoop on the best 21 places to relocate or retire in the U.S. Listen to columnists, town bloggers, and local residents as we highlight a town each week. Talk show host Nancy Shaka brings you the best and the brightest. As a baby boomer, you experience Beatlemania, Woodstock, Vietnam, and the women's movement. Today, you're educated, health-minded, and thinking about where to spend your future. Tune in at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, to Best Boomer Towns every Thursday on the Voice America Variety Channel and start planning the best rest of your life. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Sox with Lauren Beller Blake. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. I'm your social worker with the microphone. Lauren and I have been talking to Dr. John Gray. Most everybody knows who he is. Men are, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, but his new book is Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, and he talks about not only do men and women come from different planets, but it's the reason that we behave differently, right, Lauren, is because of our hormones. That's what he's saying. Yeah, we're, we're governed by oxytocin. Men are, gov- are their behaviors governed by 
uh, testosterone. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, as I was saying, I'm curious about, I have to get the book because I'm curious about all the supplements he was recommending for different, you know, different states. Yeah, from, for, yeah, I think probably if you're going through menopause or menstruation or whatever hormonal stuff you're going through, you can make, help relax yourself, lower your stress levels, um, and you can do it not through drugs or right. pharmaceuticals, but he's saying you can do it through like eating natural kinds of foods and drink. Exactly. But you know, it's hard, Lauren, because doctors don't prescribe that. No, doctors do pharmaceuticals. Doctors do pharmaceuticals. So you go to the doctor and you have to be pretty strong in your beliefs to say, you know, I'm depressed or I don't feel well or I feel stressed out or whatever your problem is, and to say, but I don't want any of your drugs. I want to do it the natural way. It's not easy to do They won't know what to do. I mean, it will mean that you have to take it into your own hands or buy John Gray's book and be a little more, you know, be advised that way. Yeah. I, do you do that? I do a lot. I have a book called um, "Nutrition for Pres- Prescription for Nutrition," and it has a ton of different natural ways you can. And that's like on the seventh or tenth edition. So it's it's a book that's been around forever. Huge, like you know, three inches, two and a half inches thick, probably. So, Lauren, does it have some of the same kinds of? Uh, food I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. And I'm loving that a mainstream author like John Gray is coming out with, you know, alternative ways of taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, they work. I mean, those hundred ways that he said to let, to uh, your oxytocin levels, yep. to increase your oxytocin levels, which are good for you. Yep. He has a hundred different um, activities that you, women can engage in. Yep. Do you want to hear one of them? Yes, let me hear. Well, here's one that I just did, vacationing with girlfriends at a spa. Oh, right, you did just do that. Hey, ladies. <laughs> I'm all listening to your favorite mu- music. Some of this is just, I mean, this is easy stuff. Talking on the phone to a friend about personal issues. I think women don't have difficulty doing that. Absolutely not. But I do think women do keep stuff in and think that they can't, they maybe shouldn't talk about it. Like what? I think maybe because women now, they think what? They shouldn't talk about... Let's well, say, you know, I, I'm trying to think of who it was. That, this is not recent, and it was a while ago. And it, her, this woman said to me, I don't want to talk about it. My husband told me not to. I'm like, that's all the more reason to talk about it, you know? You're I think a lot of times men it. keep stuff in, and if they're, they, they're having problems with their spouse, they think, I can't talk about it. I think it's all the more reason to talk about it. I think sometimes they feel like they're making themselves vulnerable. You know, they're pride. They're not going to say anything. I mean, men definitely don't talk about stuff like that. But, um, and you know, women have a... Maybe women have more of a competitive kind of relationship today than they used to because we're working. We are in the competitive working world, and that also begins to translate or affect the way in which we see our, you know, we're the best mother, we got the best kid, I mean, all, you know, that kind of stuff? I Maybe. I don't, I don't see it as so competitive, but I think that there is, a, there is something, I know there's a competition between, or a feeling of competition, I should say, between moms that are staying home, moms that are working. I know there's, some, there's something there. I can't figure that one out. I haven't personally figured that out. And it's still there? It was there when I was at home and not at home and back and forth. I think it's still there. 
I don't, but I found that when I was working, women who were at home would criticize, would, oh, you're not home. And when I was home, it was like, oh, you're at home. This is other women. You're boring. You're not really doing anything. I don't know. You see, I don't have that. There's so much to do. I was speaking. I have a neighbor, a new neighbor. Last night I was outside playing. We were riding bikes here, and I and he stopped and asked me a question. And he said he has three daughters and a wife. And he said women don't realize that they have three jobs. They have a job if they have a job. They are mom. That's another job. And you're the house manager. And I said, where did you come from? He's probably in his late sixties, mid seventies, even. I can't exactly tell. I'm like, you know. Usually men don't think like that, but I think it's so true that women have three jobs. It's, there are three jobs. Then it's all about what John Gray said. Then we need, you need to educate them. You need to set up those, okay, this is what women do, exactly what this guy who riding the bicycle told you. Well, he had a lot of experience, too. He's in his 60s, so he, he's coming from a place where we assume he's probably had either one long-term relationship. Well, you said he has three daughters. Three daughters and one wife, and he says... And, the daughters are amazing, he says, but the mom is the superstar. You know, he's just amazing. He was a great perspective. The other thing is, women, you may be good at one area and not the next. That is true. In other words, great at one of those three jobs and not as good as one in one of the others. Yeah. I was always, I'm good at managing the household. I'm, I'm good at... I tend to, and we, I say this on the show all the time, and, and I think you do some of this, too. My expectation, and, and I've been in a position, I guess, you know, if... I'll hire people to do things so that I don't have to ask. That's good. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting, so you don't have to ask. Yeah. I mean, I'll hire a cleaning lady. Yeah. I'll hire a babysitter or, and or nanny to help. Yeah. And it also frees up more time so that, or it did, so that we could be together. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can have everybody running See, around doing their tasks. I think that's a different way of, no I think that's part of asking. I do think that hiring people to help you is asking. It's just not asking your spouse, and that's not a bad thing. I think that you do have to ask your spouse for certain things. And I think a lot of times these days, if they're working full-time, like my husband working full-time, he can't do some of the things that I would ask him to do. And, and you know what? Should he? No, I don't think he should. I mean, I think if you're working full-time and you are in the you know, height of your career and you're out, it's impossible to come home uh, after and your husband is away a lot, so he comes back. He has to be exhausted when he comes back. Why would he want to do anything around the house? He doesn't, <laughs> and he certainly doesn't. And I don't blame him. Exactly, and he doesn't really want to be asked. You know, he's like, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it. I empathize with him. I th- I just think that it's almost impossible for him to, first of all, want to do it, and second of all, to if you do it, you're exhausted and you're stressed out. So in that case, you need to have somebody else help you do it. That's my suggestion. That's yeah, I, although, yeah, I agree with that 100%. And he wouldn't. He would say, well, one of us should be doing it, implying, you know, me because I'm not working as much. <laughs> See, there I just said, okay, here we are. No, he doesn't want to do it. You don't either because you are, but you're doing one of the other. You're mothering more, you know, like the Absolutely. guy. Absolutely, and I, don't, I think oftentimes men don't see that as a quote another responsibility or another job. That's like that's just what you do. But I think men don't um, value it as much as women do. Yeah, and, and then, then we have to think about, But 
oh my, yeah, we do. We have to say goodbye. They may not value it as much, but if you, and you end up having to do it anyway, you have to do all those tasks, mothering, working outside the home, all of that stuff. The real thing is you want to do it well, and the better, the better it's done, if that's the way of saying it, the family runs, the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The relationship is better between the two of you and the whole family dynamic because the stuff has to get done. It's how well it gets done. Yep, and who gets it done. Yeah. We're going to say goodbye. Lauren Bellar-Blake, Catherine Zox, you've been listening to us on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. I'm your social worker with the microphone. Have a great, great week, everybody, and, and we'll see you next Wednesday. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.